Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's CJ Cup. And joining me to break it all down, Mark Immelman is here. Mark, good to see you. Rick, it's good to see you and Carl, and I'm looking forward to Thursday night, right? Yeah, we're going to... The wine at dinner is going to be the wine. Carl's going to pay me in 10 years' time for the JT bets, so we're going to have a good time. Mark and I are going out and drinking wine, KP. Your thoughts? Doesn't Mark owe me something for the Ryder Cup? I do. A case of the promise. Yeah, I do. So you guys, you guys just drink that, and then we'll do the wine whenever. <laughs> Mark's kid, Mark's gonna have like grandkids by the time I'm I'm paying him his wine. So yeah, you've done a good job of pushing that off for a while. I think <laughs> JT JT might win this week. Who who knows? Bones is on the bag. He's out there. I I just came from the course. Bones look. Bones got an extra hop in his step. He's excited to be back. I I would have an extra hop in my step as well if I <laughs> if I had that job. <laughs> All right, here's what we're going to do. We got to do our storylines, our best bets, our one and done. And I think a lot of players, Mark, are going to have a hop in their step because uh, there is some more moolah, some more cash headed into these prize purses. Uh, news from Monday the players increases the total purse to 20 million. That's not a typo, uh, which in comparison to the U S open, that was 12 and a half million PGA championship, 12 million masters in the British open, 11 and a half million. And they are also Mark, uh, providing a little bit of an incentive here, a $50,000 bonus. If you play 15 events, I mean, seems to me like business is booming. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Montevideo things are going well. You know what? I, I'm not that surprised. I, I'll be I'll be honest. When I saw the Players Championship purse increase, the first thing I thought was like, "Okie dokie, better be smart with my one and done pick for the Players Week because that's a three and a half million dollar first prize. I mean, that's insane." But you know what? It's the Players Championship. Uh, the tour likes to you know, likes to sort of lead from the front a little bit when it comes to this kind of a thing, and and they're flexing a little bit. I would expect the the other organizations will follow on. Uh, I'm sure the USGA will try and jump on board pretty fast. Not sure about the Masters Club, but they certainly will do something. So it's a big flex by the tour. I just think the big deal was was making sure, or at least giving a bonus for playing 15 events, because you used to get penalized if you didn't. But now the worlds have changed, so now you just get stuff if you play stuff. So uh, so I, I think that was a good move, really. But the the, the increased purse for the players, it was that's eye-popping. Yeah, the the... The purse thing, it's like, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's, I have no problem with it. I think it's great for, you know, a lot of the stars. I just don't know, like, who was asking the question of, like, like, who was asking this question that, that needed a $5 million answer, right? That, I think that's my question of why not just give the, like, just write a check to Rory and Spieth and JT. I, I mean, it, you're kind of trying to accomplish the same thing, right? Like I, like, do you just, I, I don't know the purpose of, of what they're trying to do that. Do they want to say, Hey, we've got double the U S open purse or the PGA championship purse. Do they want to try to convince their stars not to go elsewhere? I don't, I don't know what the, like, like what the purpose of this actually was. If I might comment there real fast, Rick, um, I, I think the other bodies will follow along. I'm not so sure they'll jump up that high, but there'll be some following. But yes, the one thing that I think the tour are doing, and I hear what you're saying about trying to keep their stars stateside, but there's a hundred and what's the field size there? One, it's a full field, right? So it's 144, maybe, correct? Yeah, I actually thought and, it was, yeah, so 144. Yeah. Don't quote me on this, but. But that that's a trickle down sort of a number. So if you're making the the players' championship, which the tour want to be like their gold standard, 
they want to make sure that even the guy that finishes last, because I'm sure there'll be money throughout the field, not just for the cut makers, that they come out there okay. So they, again, they're looking after their members. I don't know that for certain, but I can sort of see some of that going on too. Maybe the question, KP, was how much does it cost to buy a major championship? And someone said, <laughs> 20 million. That's, we'll start if, there. <laughs> if you're, but like, it doesn't, and that's the irony, right? Is that for John Rahm, it doesn't do anything. Like he still wants to win the Masters more than, than the Players' Championship. So that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, what was the question you're you're trying? Is it to like please Harry Higgs or is it? I I don't I don't really know. I think it's again. I think it's fine. I think it's great. It doesn't really change the way that I think the Players Championship is amazing. The fact that it's worth five million dollars more does not make it any more amazing to me. Um, so I don't know. I would be curious as to like like what the whole process there was of of like kind of behind the scenes of why they did that. To, to me, this is uh, a, a systematic, multi-pronged defense to players going to a PGL or something else, right? It starts with um, the PIP money. And then, you know, we, we get this strategic alliance with the European Tour. And, you know, we've got 48, 46 events every single season. Now we add money to all of these purses. Also, here's another bonus uh, for playing 15 events. Mark, this is, and I think you were kind of getting this, this is, this is to keep the product here. Keep the talent here yeah and i'm glad you brought up the european tour thing because i hadn't been with you guys much since the Ryder cup and on the final day there i caught up with a dear friend who's on one of the executives there in fact he's their lead executive on the european arm of the Ryder cup and he was speaking pretty candidly about what a big deal it was to be involved with the pga tour because remember last year how that european tour was struggling they couldn't go anywhere and they cobbled together that five event series, I think it was, or six events uh, there, that British swing, they called it, and they were essentially driving from tournament to tournament. So the tour came in there and uh, sort of salvaged them, and they acknowledged that. But you're right, everyone's sort of coming together to make sure that they keep the strength where they feel like the strength belongs. The Century Tournament of Champions purse gets a little bit bigger. KP, I imagine we are going to continue to see purses rise. Uh, that bonus, that $50,000 bonus for playing 15 events, that one, not that left me scratching my head, but are there a lot of golfers playing 13 or 14 events that this is going to make a difference for? I guess I'm just, I don't know what the purpose of that is well that that's what i've written down i said who's not playing 15 events brooks like he cares about fifty thousand dollars right like right. and i think it feels like a. it feels like they're just trying to like get more money out there to, to their people it's like a. it's like a, oh here's another 50 which you know and some i'm glad some people are actually commenting on this i i think i think it's an interesting concept like everybody's already playing the players championship. Like you don't, you don't need to beat, you don't need to like throw more money at that event because no, like, you know, gone are the days when Lee Westwood is skipping the players to go to a horse race in you know, Scotland or wherever he went to back in the day. Um, why not throw more money at um, Colonial? I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing random tournaments out there. Colonial Hilton head, different places like that, that it, that you could, you could improve the field, right? It, it, the player championship field cannot be improved. It's all hundred of the top hundred guys or 99 or whatever. You only don't play if you have an injury. So if you're, if you're really trying to like improve the product, it seems like it would behoove you to increase some of the purse sizes at maybe some of these lesser events rather than just kind of flex and say, well, we have double the purse size of the Open Championship. Do, do you want to guess, Mark, sorry, before I cut you loose on that, you want to guess how many golfers in the top 150 of the FedEx Cup standings last year? 150, that's basically the entire tour. Uh, how many did not play 15 events? I would think all of them probably played the allotment because they're so used to it being a mandatory rule. Am I right? There was one guy who did not. Now it's kind of a weird reason, but we should guess on who it is. <laughs> Patrick Reed. Uh, no. Nope. Is it is it a like was this person in the top twenty five? This person. Okay, 
So this whoa, this person was 107th, but I will tell you this person won last year. Gary Kigo. Gary Kigo. Good job, Mark. Yeah. Wow. Because he he Very wins good. Takes the membership, only yeah. plays seven other times late in the summer. So he's the only guy. And it's not cheap. You know, even 149 guys at $50,000, Mark, that's seven and a half million bucks the tour's doling out. Yeah, well, as Carl was making his point that it was well-founded there, I was thinking a little bit more about this. And I was like, you know, in a funny sort of a way, you can package this as like an appearance fee, which the tour don't give. Now, in Europe, if you go play <laughs> over there, you'll get appearance fee. So, yeah, it's you, you, you say to the folk, well, you're going to play 15 events. So now come and play Hilton Head or come and play Colonial or whatever the case might be. Add that one thing, get to your 15. Not that it's a deal. I'm surprised they should have made it 16. And then you grow fields. But I don't know. I'm sure there was a lot of thought behind this thing. But it's kind of like a, a small appearance fee for making sure you do your bit. Yeah. And certainly uh, more to come. There will be more. Listen, there is, there seems to be, okay, KP, what are, what are like the, <laughs> what are the revenue streams of the tour? Right. Obviously, advertising, broadcasting, the hospitality stuff like what are other obviously now with with gaming becoming more important, they're getting um, sponsors with a lot of money coming in with these sports books. But like what are what else? Is that it? Well, uh, yeah, I think that somebody somebody I could do this. Somebody needs to write a piece on like like the, the way that every like all the revenue functions and moves around is unbelievably convoluted i think it was bob herrig of espn did a little bit on this during the pandemic because he was talking about how the pandemic has affected local events but also the tour and all of that is tied in like each each i don't want to go too deep into it but each event operates as its own kind of independent thing but they're also tied to the tour and then obviously the the TV partners are prominently involved and it's 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 very messy for people like us to kind of understand and 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 figure out and it, the only thing that's clear i would say is that they have a lot of money that can be distributed right because ever ever since the pandemic started 40 million in pip another 5 at the players championship another seven or whatever at these top hundred. I mean, we're like money is just flowing. And I think some of that is this new TV contract, right? They got, you know, signed by everybody involved. Um, and so I think that's like the majority of it, but um, I don't know. It, it's, it, I think you're right. I think there's, there's definitely more to come um, from that standpoint. And I'm curious like Mark to see what that means for the eventual, like, do we get that world tour? Do, do the two, do, like, does everything kind of merge into like where it seems like most, if not like all of the money at this level is kind of emanating from? It's going to be interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I guess, I guess uh, the general admission ticket, like the $15 general admission ticket, that's like a drop in the bucket compared to all of this other stuff. Yeah. Well, that is, I mean, general admission goes next to nothing really that is pittance compared to what they do the tv deal is a big thing um corporate monies are a huge deal i mean if you're the a problems. title sponsor, yeah. you're on the hook for millions and you even haven't even activated yet and given away a shirt and <laughs> bought advertising and stuff that's just to be the title sponsor so it's i mean what they got how many events this year 50 i mean yeah think 40 something yeah I'm not sure what a title sponsorship goes for, but it's a few million. Multiply that by 50. And then you've got all the co-sponsors and all this other stuff. It it adds up fast. It's The, the PGA Tour is a product. It is. Oh, boy. Uh, I love it. Hey, business is booming. All good. Uh, gentlemen, we got some interesting... I'm not even sure this is interesting news, but we have to talk about it here because this is a golf podcast. Um, the driver length conversation continues uh and here on this tuesday the usga and the rna announced that they will reduce the maximum shaft length from 48 inches to 46 inches but kp that is really just a suggestion this is uh, essentially a local rule it's called a model local rule which gives clubs or entities the right 
to enforce said rule, right? It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's a little bit like the when people think of local rules, I think they they probably think whistling strict in 2010, right, with the PGA Championship, where you you can have a, like it's not a rule of golf, but it is a local rule that can be applied at you know wherever you're playing. Where DJ grounded his club in a bunker that didn't look like a bunker. Everybody remembers that. Um, I don't. To me, this is pretty uninteresting as an kind of an independent um, ruling. I think the bigger thing is like, is this a little bit of a U-turn in terms of the distance thing? Like, is this the first of uh, many rules or potential rules that get unveiled to kind of pull back um, where distance is headed in, in the sport? Uh, I think that is the more kind of interesting conversation as a, I mean, how many people are you, how many guys are you using a 48 inch driver? Like nobody Phil when he's being crazy like that, that might be it. Uh, so it doesn't, it, it's not really affecting anyone or anything in the game right now, but it is a, it, it's a little bit of a, Hey, wait a second. We're going to, we're going to look, 15 years into the future when like Phil said at the masters last year, Hey, everybody's going to be using a 48 inch driver and kind of, kind of turning the ship a little of like, Hey, maybe this is not where we want to go. So for me, it's, it's really a vehicle to do that more than anything else. Hey Rick, to me, well, first off at the start of the year, I remember I was at Pebble beach and I was doing some reconnaissance and catching up with players they were getting back at it after the off season. And I was like, changes and a few of them. I remember Charlie Hoffman, Cameron Smith were fiddling around with 46 inch drivers, which was a step up from where they were. Mm. And they were like, yeah, I'm picking up some distance, but the thing's just wild. And they'd gear back to the old thing. So yeah, perhaps down the track, the longer driver will be the thing. But in my opinion, this is just pure sleight of hand. Hey, look what's happening over here while the golf ball goes like a rocket ship. These guys <laughs> with a 45 and a half inch driver are hitting this thing just gargantuan distances and stuff. I think at their speeds, 48 inches might just be reserved for long driving contests because they're hitting it so far anyway. These guys, 320 on the fly. They're turning a 480 par four into a driver and a seven iron or an eight iron. I mean, how much longer do you need to get? These guys are trying to dial it back into play. So it's like, look, we're trying to do something. The real problem is the golf ball. And if you ask any player or any former player, they'll tell you that. The driver thing is like, yeah, we like Carl says, we sort of we, we sort of doing something. But I, I I will probably be proved wrong, but I can't see 48 inches becoming commonplace on the PGA tour. I really don't. Well, it definitely it it yeah, I don't definitely not now. Do you do you think that there are other things to follow them, Mark? Like, do you think this is the first of ten different uh or whatever the number is, uh rules that get put in place by the USGA and RNA that 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 do kind of curtail distance into the future? Cause I think like we we're all on the same page. I think we're all on the same page of like, hey, this is this stinks if we can't get a wing foot. I guess Greg was against this, but this stinks if we can't get a wing foot in 25 years from now. Like that wing foot's awesome. We should go, we should be able to go there. And I'm curious if you think, Mark, this is the first of many things to follow, or if it's just like this one off thing, like you said, of like, hey, we did something, we tried, it was a good effort. Well, look, you're not going to curtail athleticism. And I, I remember Carl's second best friend Gary Player say to me, he goes, wait till someone like LeBron James learns or figures out how to play golf when you get golfers becoming that size. So you can't stop athleticism. Now you can put a dampener on technology. But here's the thing. The common denominator through this all is the golf ball. Yes, they could, they could soften grooves on irons. They could define you know the space between grooves and stuff so you penalize these guys for hitting in the rough because with deep grooves and 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 a whole bunch of them on the face you can still spin the ball somewhat out of the rough but the only truth in my opinion the only defense against these guys it's not the distance debate unless you get after the golf ball it's firm golf courses with firm greens not even heavy rough 
that we saw that doesn't work against a Bryson and, and players of his ilk. So yeah, they'll be trying stuff and you can fiddle on equipment a bunch. But the real thing, you want to change this right away, just like the Masters Club have intimated, you just define the golf ball. Do you think, do you think that'll happen? I, I cannot see it because there's so much money being pumped into golf ball R and D and he makes decisions. So no, I can't see it happening. We're, we're going to probably have to talk about this a lot. So I'm going to put a pin in it there. I will end on this. There have been three golfers at summit club today who have done their interviews all three of them have been asked about this new rule. Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Jason Kokrak, which one of those three guys is most likely to use a 48 or 46 inch driver. I think Kokrak. It has to be Kokrak, right? He's the biggest. Kokrak's the biggest guy. He says he uses a 45-inch driver. He always has. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> so it's like, I don't even know if this impacts anybody. Morikawa is like, this doesn't, this doesn't yeah. change anything. I, I, yeah. I've, got, I've got to say this. Now I'm going to sound like the old guy. I normally do. Right? The real problem is shortage of water. Because the bigger you make golf courses, with water being a, a, a worldwide commodity, and water is at short supply, you can't water these places unless you make them desert golf courses with very narrow fairways. So you can't expand the course. So these guys that are playing 500-yard par fives with indecent conditions drivers and five irons, they're like, whatever, man. We'll go ahead with our 45-inch driver. So, I mean, I, I just I think it's, it's, it's going to be a moot point. Power is here to stay. they just got to curtail the ball. Speaking of desert golf courses, I've got one here for you, gentlemen. It's called the Summit Club. It is here in Las Vegas, Nevada for the second straight week in KP. Look at this field. Seven of the top 10 players in the world. 20 of the top 25. I saw Rory out there this morning. I saw JT. I saw Xander. It was just a who's who of the golfing world converging on a course we've never seen before. Yeah, it's it's really good. I I think that I'm kind I'm kind of why are Cantlay and Bryson not playing? I don't I don't know. Rom is obviously playing in Europe, which yeah. makes yeah that's no problem. Which is that's great. Yeah, Bryson's taking uh, off from the long drive to his match with Brooks. That's when he's going to play next. Is he really? Is he really? Yeah, yeah that's because well, this he, is this. Yeah. Yeah, this is like your this is the preeminent event of the fall, and it's not really that close. Even though uh, Zozo next week has a bigger purse, it's it's not that. I mean, the field is average just because you have to just because there's so much travel involved, and it's been a year of a ton of travel, and guys are just like, whatever. I'm gonna play CJ, and you know, I think for somebody like Rory, like that's it, like shut it down, you know, or I think he's playing tigers event also or whatever, yeah. or maybe in Europe. I don't know. But in terms of PGA tour golf, maybe the only time we see Rory Spieth, you know, Morikawa, who knows? Um, but I think the two guys that really intrigue me and we'll probably get into them maybe a little bit more later on, but Morikawa and JT are, I think really intriguing. Morikawa was bad, really bad at the end of last season because of the injury, I think. But then even after that, when he said he was kind of past everything, he still he finished 28th at the, at the Tour Championship. Didn't play well there. But then he was maybe the best player at the Ryder Cup. So you got kind of two um, things juxtaposing each other there. And then JT was really good at the end of the season. And it's J- this is JT season, right? It, it, it's, uh, it's October. He wins a lot in September, October, November. Um, he he was okay at the Ryder Cup. He wasn't amazing, but I'm really intrigued by how both of them play this week and and then again if if they play any more this fall. Uh, JT's won this event twice. Uh, obviously not here, but he's won this event twice. Um, Mark, I told you bring your walking shoes, man. This is this place is it's a haul. It's it's a hike. I was out there today. I, I think a lot of the, and I want to get your thoughts on this, there's been a lot of us in the fantasy slash wagering community that look at a, a golf course that nobody has seen and say, oh, Colin Morikawa plays here every day. Maverick McNeely plays here every day. These are the guys that we should be targeting. I tend to look at it and say, these guys play nine holes on Tuesday, nine holes on Wednesday, and they figure it out pretty quickly. Mm, they really do. The PGA Tour players are quick studies and 
and to that field um i got a text from my producer earlier today because i'll be out there on the the feature groups call for live and i'm jacked I'm, I'm looking forward to vegas i'm looking forward to seeing the course um looking forward to our dinner and he said to me here's the groups he goes what do you want and so on thursday morning because i'm on the course with him i'm going with mcelroy thomas and kokrak which is mm. going to be all sorts of fun and then the afternoon group i went for louis brooks and jordan so i'm going to be seeing six completely different golfers for the day around a brand new golf course and then, oh, then Friday morning, we've got DJ and company lining up. So it's a, it, it's a sensational field in the fall, which is great, you know, to get some eyeballs onto the game. Um, I, I think to the, all these players being quick studies, the truth of it is, you know, there's 18 holes and 18 greens and 18 fairways. And the player, the, they might only play nine holes, but their caddies have seen more. And these yeah. guys know how to navigate a place. And from what I understand, you could fill me in more, but the reports I've gotten from people out there is that this place is wide, man. You can hit it. And yeah, there's desert around the place, but the targets are big. The greens are averaging like 6,500 square feet. Those are mammoth. So it's going to be just unload off the tee. I don't know how firm the greens are. You can talk to that. But And then putt well. You know, it's just like we were sort of expecting at Summerlin last week. So. With good weather, comfortable temperatures, I saw it's it's going to be a fiesta. The the greens and areas around them are easy as pie. I mean, there's just nothing going on. If you miss a green, it's a straightforward chip. There, you know what I thought was interesting, Mark, is I walked it backwards. So I walk, you know, I, I got to the green first, then I got to the fairway. Which when I was, yeah, right. So when I got to the green and I got to the fairway, I'm like, wow, this is this is easy. It's it's very straightforward. But actually, from the tee. It looks a lot more menacing. So once they figure that it's not, it's not, it's more visually challenging than I think it's actually challenging. Well, that's a good call. It's a Tom Fazio design, and and Fazio is very much like a dial where it's like a sensory overload when you're looking at yeah. the target. You know, you see cacti and desert and mountains and bunkers and and big color changes. I can imagine with with the overseeded rye against the backdrop of the mountains that the color changes have got to be crazy. So it's a lot to take on board. But from your point of view, that's what a lot of players do. They look back and then they're like, well, that bunker that looks like it owns the fairway is really just a, a stitch in time compared to what you've got to play with. So um, yeah, a lot of the fuzzy courses are that way inclined. So the groups that Mark passed on KP. So let's see. So Mark went with Rory, JT, Kokrak, and then Spieth, Kepka, Louie. It's pretty strong. But here, the afternoon though, yeah. right. here, are the, here are the ones he passed up on. <laughs> These are pretty good too. Uh, Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, Victor Hovland. <laughs> I don't know if I could have passed on that one. And then Colin Morikawa, Sung JM, Hideki Matsuyama. Would you have made those same decisions? I, I, I need to say something really fast. Okay. Now, <laughs> This is the, the old-timer guy who apparently has to walk a long way Thursday, Friday. So if you look in that morning group, all right, I've got JT, who's a r real talker, and Bones Mackay, who's a really real talker. So that means for one guy's 36-odd full shots and a few putts, I'm not going to have to say anything because they've got the natural mics in these guys. That's Jordan smart. in the afternoon, I can... I could come and sit in the cart with you, Rick, and we can have sundowners and just watch golf ourselves. <laughs> so those are groups there where you're going to get a whole bunch of natural sound and Immelman can comment once in a while if he feels like it. I, the DJ, I think the winner of the tournament is going to come out of the Hovland Xander DJ group. It's a good group. Yeah, it's really wild. good. This feels like, again, kind of Xander season. Um can, Mark, can we talk Mark, about Xander here real quick? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I was just going to say, do you think it's weird? Okay, so Xander has all these accolades, right? Winning Ryder Cup team, the Olympics, but like his peers are still winning PGA Tour events at like a higher clip. Like, do you think that there's a part of Xander that is thinking, man, I, I want to pile up some of these some of these PGA tours, especially one in he's getting, he's getting the keys to the city in 54 minutes. Wouldn't this be a good place for him to, to go out and find victory? He's, he's literally getting the keys to the city. Yeah. The mayor what? is going to give him the keys to the city. Vegas. Holy smoke. <laughs> that could probably what? get you into some crazy spots. <laughs> I would imagine. Uh -huh. Can he get you out of some crazy spots? Is the real question. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is he getting the key? Why is he getting the keys to the city? 
I I I can't imagine. I don't know what the criteria of keys to the city are. I can't imagine it's much more than like being known. I don't. I really don't know. I I don't gold know. Medalist, man, he's an Olympic gold medalist. It's a big deal. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't know. You know. I think Xander. Uh, his Ryder Cup. What he did at the Ryder Cup is a little emblematic of. Um how his career has gone where it's, it looks, I think a little bit or it seems a little bit better than he actually has been. Right. Cause at the Ryder cup, he was okay, but his record, I can't remember. I think he was like three and one. It, it looked really good, even though he only played like, he, again, he was all right. He wasn't amazing. And then his career he's been, um, he's been good, but like he, he doesn't win that much. Right, like he 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 did win the when, what's his last PGA Tour win? Um, Tournament of Champions in 2019. I think so. Didn't he win? Did he, he win won the a Tour WGC Championship last? HSBC he, he, was that he won the Shadow? Yeah, that was right before the Tournament of Champions. He he won the Shadow Leaderboard at the uh, at the Tour Championship last year, but it was just, Tournament of Champions was his last, which is almost three years. Yeah, who in, else? In, in three months, it'll be three years. Who else on that? On the, pull, can you pull that back up, producer Jacob? Who else on there has gone three years without winning? Uh, do we have it, Jacob? Hold on, I have it somewhere. There we go. I guess Ustazen's uh, gone. I was going to say Louis. <laughs> That's. I mean, Brooks won this year. Spieth won this year. DJ won in January, although it wasn't PGA Tour. Hovland won in what November. Rory won this year. Uh, JT won in March. Kokrak won this event. More Cowell won like 11 times this year. Sungjae won, won last week. And Hideki won the Masters. So it's, 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 it is interesting because I think Xander is viewed as like, okay, in it with all those guys. But in terms of wins, he's been a little bit short on them over the last couple of years, which that doesn't mean he's not playing great golf. He has been. He's been playing really, really good golf, but he hasn't converted um or he hasn't cashed in any of that good golf into you know pga tour wins over the last several years although i do i do kind of credit him with the tour championship so what's his strokes gain numbers because how many wins did rom have this year yeah strokes gain they're both pretty good (laughs) yeah i think i mean rom was was far better in terms if we're just looking at 2021 playing with you bro (laughs) oh okay uh, well, it is a no-cut event, which Xander thrives in. It is a no-cut event in which Justin Thomas thrives in. In fact, like nine or 11 of Justin Thomas's PGA Tour victories have been in no-cut events, which reminds me that um, each butcher box comes with nine to 11 pounds of meat in it. And whenever you need a great-tasting meal, butcher box, segue. thank you, is in <laughs> your corner. I mean, come on. Come on, that was a butcher box segue. How do I even pull this stuff off? Um, I've th- this this is pretty incredible. So what you get to do is you get to choose the meat that gets delivered to your door, and for a limited time, Butcher Box is giving new members two pounds of free ground b- beef in every order. For life, Mark. For life. You can get two pounds of ground beef in every box for the rest of your life, and you're gonna live a while. You should tell Xander about that. He and Stefan can do the Wiener Schnitzels from this uh, butcher box setup, no? don't you think? I think they could. Yeah, like, I think that would be a, a perfect thing. The process is very simple. You just choose. Hey, there's five different boxes. Four of them are, are curated by Butcher Box. One, you can customize. You get exactly what you and your family want. Comes in 100% recyclable box, and it's always frozen at peak freshness. And of course, this is the question I always get. Yes, shipping is free. Um, I enjoy it. I like customizing my box, so you're never going to hear any complaints from me. So this is your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again. That's right. Butcher Box is giving new members free ground beef for life. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash the first cut and get two pounds of ground beef free, free in every order for the life of your membership. Log on to butcherbox.com slash the first cut to claim this deal. I can't, I'm not as good, uh, transitioning back to golf. Uh, so I just kind (laughs) of like do this moment. And then I say best bets. 
We've got to get to our <laughs> best bets. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, we got to figure this out. We have not been good on best bets. Um, we've been terrible. In fact, Kyle, we get like half credit for Kyle who wasn't on last week, but he gave us the Sung Jay win. So KP, let's just start. Let's start with you, man, because um, you're our, you're our glimmer of hope at the moment. That's probably not a good thing. Um, I'm going with one of the shortest numbers that you could that you could go with when looking at at this kind of stuff. But uh, JT top ten plus one twenty five. I, I think that JT's got a little tiger in it. In that, like, he I think that he's probably been grinding for this event in a way that maybe some other guys haven't been in the middle of the fall and. He's hit, he hit the ball really, really, really well at the end of the season. The putter was still a little up and down, but um, I just I, I trust him in a no cut small field event to just ride. I mean, even if he has a bad putting week, I still think the ball striking is there to where he rises up into that top ten by the end of the week. I, yeah, I kind of went a similar route and I picked Colin Morikawa to finish inside the top 10 plus 163. I just thought even without the whole membership thing, he's one of the best on the planet. And the couple of things that I saw out there being more committed to some shots, I think it'll be worth like a 10% boost. I went with Colin Morikawa to finish inside the top 10. Mark, where are you going this week? Uh, before I get to my bet, I want to share a few that popped off the page at me. Um, Max Homer in the top 20 plus 175 was that was very enticing. Russ Hanley, a top 20 at plus 200, he's playing beautifully. He led the field last week, Mark and Strokes gained approach. He lives down the road from me, and we were on the driving range the other day just talking golf swing and stuff. And he had been very ill with a stomach virus, and he came back and he'd lost some weight and he just felt fresh and played beautifully last week. Um, Charlie Hoffman went to school just down the way there. Uh, top 20 for him at plus 260. I like those. And he's my pick. So I've got my own Max and Russ, but I think Hoffman at plus 260 to get inside the top 20, the way he's been playing, I think you, uh, that's that's not a cinch. Nothing is, but but I'm really confident with that one. I, I'm so proud of you, Mark. I feel like we've come so far. Mark gave us a couple that popped off the page at him. So a couple of like, Hey, here's some honorable mentions. And then here's the guy I'm going with. This has like been a great evolution. Instead of us showing you where to find the bets on the website. Now it's, now you're coming with things that quote jumped off the page at you. Well, yes, the thing. Okay. Now that I've shared one of my jobs, I'm no longer the golf coach at Columbus state university. I have afternoons available. So unless I'm picking up kids from school or whatever, I've got some lessons to give. I can sit and scroll up and down internet websites like data golf volume six. And so, yeah, I got got to spend a bit of time at uh, the Caesar Sportsbook this afternoon. Well done. Okay. Kyle, it sounds like you wanted to get in there. Well, I was going to say for people hollering at me in the, in the comments about uh, picking the favorite as my top 10, just check, check the numbers, check the record from last year. He did win. Yeah. So, uh, Got you can, you can, all you the can, receipts. Yeah. You can, uh, you can take that heat and offset it with your cash yeah. because you won. You won the concept. So, yeah. If you want to, if you want, well, I, I shouldn't start crowing about this right now. But anyway, I wanted to get that out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> reaping what you sow. The reaping's great. The sowing is tough. Um, coach, <laughs> <laughs> coach, I think it's the other way around. Yeah, I was thinking that too. The sewing is the, <laughs> the sewing is great. The the reaping is tough. The reaping is tough. Yes, um, <laughs> Coach has phoned in his pick. It's been a tough week for Coach. Producer Jacob's been all over him, close close to firing him. He's still got a, a three <laughs> three zeros in the in the one and done category. It's been a tough week for Coach, but here's what he's doing. He is going with Sung J M, the man who just won last week at TPC Summerlin, Mark, over Hideki Matsuyama. Your thoughts, please. These guys, the PGA Tour is a momentum place. And you and I have had this conversation why, for some reason, we never picked the guy that won the week before. We're like, somehow he's going to fall off the wagon. No, I think Sung Jay, we've had a few days off, I'm certain. And he plays so much anyway. The guy's the Iron Man of the Tour, so... Keeping it going, the way he putted in that final round, holy smoke, he is enticing. So I think that's a good bet. 
Is there something KP? So, okay. We, we always do the guy who won last week thing, but they didn't have to travel. Right. So after you have your media obligations, you do your extra interviews, you sign your posters, you normally have to hop a jet, go to your new city, do your new media obligations, all that stuff. He was at Korean barbecue last night, live streaming on Instagram. Life is good for Sung JM. He's just in, in the same town, the same hotel room, ready to rock and roll this week. Were you filming that? Oh, I last wish. night? No, no. I wish I was there. <laughs> that would be great. I figured, I figured you would be. Korean barbecue is great, by the way. It's the best. Very good. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it affects him a ton. Like, he seems to just be able to, like, it. you know, it was interesting. He talked in his post-round Shriners interview about needing to be, I can't remember the exact wording. I think it was, like, needing to be more fit or more in shape or something like that to take on that iron man schedule and he just is that a factor sure is it a big factor i i don't i don't really think so with somebody like him who is just so used to to traveling already so i i'm not i don't really uh put a ton of stock into something like that i i would like to comment there just technique and i'm gonna nerd out a little bit on you here his technique puts little not very little stress on his body where someone like a Brooks volume six, the way he holds that club through contact and the speed he moves at, there's a lot of stress that puts on joints and such. So the way he's going, he's just got to be cardiovascularly fit to me. And as long as he remains limber, like he is look at Phil Mickelson, who the career was long and he battled a uh, sorry, arthritis was his only real issue because they were sort of lethal and limber that way. So if he stays cardio fit, he can eat all the Korean barbecue he likes because you're burning that stuff off on the golf course with a walk. You're making me hungry. We got to move on to our picks here. Um, top 10 sleepers and pick to win. Uh, let's start with top 10 because I can make this pretty simple. Kyle took his best bet as the top 10, obviously, Justin Thomas. I took my best bet as a top 10, obviously, Colin Morikawa. So, uh, Mark, your top 10 for this week's CJ Cup, please. I'm going with Mark Leishman, who's got his parents in town, so he's feeling good about that. Hadn't seen them in a long while. Um, he's he's won on a, a Fazio golf course before at the BMW at Conway Farms. Um, he's played eight rounds this season and only shot in the, out of the 60s one time, and that was 71. He's 34 under par in the rounds played, and man, he's coming off another good week last week, so I'm going with Leishman for a top 10. Leishman for a top 10. The coach is going with Sam Burns, one of the hottest players on the planet at the moment. For his top 10, that is plus 250. Sleeper. Oh, oh, oh. Kyla Mark. Oh, this is fun. This doesn't happen often. KP, same sleeper. You and Mark have intersected on sleepers for the CJ Cup. Yep. Like you said, he was first in approach shots last week, finished third at this event last year when I had him as my one and done. I know it's a different course, but um, he's just, you know, I wish he was, I, whenever I looked him up, I was thinking he'd be more like 70 or 80 to one. I don't love 60 is a little short for him, for me, but I, I really like how he hit it last week. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think Henley at 60 is, uh, is a fun play. And Mark, that is certainly something that you've already informed us. Uh, he caught your eye. He popped off the screen and you're going with him as your sleeper. I am. Uh, and the way he puts on top of the ball striking is very, he's reliable from tee to green. He's not going to blow your hair back, but he gets the comfortable shape, hits the ball in the right places, puts great. I'm just interested because I see you using my sleeper from last week for this week in Vegas, Rick. That would be Aaron Wise. Yeah, mm -hmm. 55 to 1. Um, so there's a lot going. Aaron, if I could invest in Aaron Wise for the next 10 events, that's what I want. Is he going to win this week? No, probably not. It's an absolutely stacked field, all that stuff. But he was top 25 last year in strokes gained T degree. To be in the top 25 of a stat that good, that important, is critical. He was a horrible putter. He's been much better recently. He went to the broomstick. And Mark, I'm actually taking half stats, half eye test here because I spent 
a lot of hours, a lot of hours at TPC Summerlin last week. And every moment that Aaron Wise was not playing a tournament round, he was on the putting green and he was grinding and it's showing up in the stats. And that putter was the one that he used in college when he was unbeatable. Now, granted, they're, diff they're less difficult, softer golf courses, but he filled it up for his years there in Oregon. So he's he's gone back to something comfortable. Um, he just had to get over himself some because he didn't want to come out on tour with a broom-handled kind of putter. And now he's like, oh, I've realized I better, I better make putts if I want to contend. And he's, he's, he's being smart about it. Are we concerned at all about uh, on this course – uh with like Henley and and Morikawa not being super super long off the tee because we talked about we talked about how like obviously wide if it's really wide open bombers if it's really really narrow bombers um and this one is is obviously really wide open so I think they are hurt a little bit by that is that a do you guys have that concern at all Rick can I take this please I, I, Kyle, I don't think playing at the altitude that they are is going to make that much of a difference because if you That's hit the, the thing in the air, the ball's going to go. And you know, these guys can launch it, and I'm sure they've been dialing on drivers to lift the launch angle some. And you get a little extra out there, and if it's playing firmish, which I expect it kind of is, Rick, you know, they're going to get some on the ground too. So, no, I'm not that concerned. This is, uh, we're at 2,300 feet of altitude, which actually Jason Kokrak just got asked about it in his presser. Uh, so, when it's hot here, they, they play 10%. They play 10% difference. He said it's, it's, it's cooler here this week. He's playing five, which turns a par 72, 7,400 into 7,000 yards. Yeah. So, but you, wouldn't but, but wouldn't, wouldn't Rory and, and Sergio and Sergio is a bad example. Wouldn't Rory and DJ and those guys still have, I mean, it's not yeah, like the, they're also playing in that. Yeah, right? distance is always an advantage, but uh, there are places where distance is a prerequisite for success, and I don't, I don't think that's here. I think there's different ways. But how, how does how does this this doesn't mitigate it, right? Like it, it, it just it just means Rory's closer to the green yeah, than he yeah. was than than he would be otherwise. Again, I, I can't comment for sure. This is where Rick's better equipped, but I'll, I'll tee you up, Rick. You know, there might be certain holes that'll just force Rory to go with three metal off the tee, where Henley's going to drive it to the same sort of place. And then Rory might hit one less club, but that's not going to separate you that much. It's when you're seeing the driver that goes 30 farther and then they're hitting a wedge to you hitting six iron. That's when you start to see the separation occur. So and, there are a bunch of holes that you are maybe forced layups if you're that long. Rick? Um, I, I don't know about it. It'll, it'll depend on kind of wind direction and stuff, but it, the thing, I mean, it, this is no different than any other week where distance is distance is always better, right? Like Rory's distance is always an advantage over Russell Henley off the tee. But, uh, it, there are some courses where you have to have distance. I don't, I don't believe this to be one of them. Okay. That's the way I see it. We'll see. Uh, Coach is sleeper. So just to recap, Russell Henley for Mark and Kyle. I have Aaron Wise. Joaquin Neiman is for the coach. Winners. Let's find some winners. Oh, boy. I'm, I have the same winner as the coach, which uh, historically has not been uh, <laughs> has not been great for us. I'm going with Xander. I'm just uh, no-cut event. Cream rises to the top. He's going to get that win before we hit the three-year mark here on the PGA Tour. I'm going with Xander. Uh, Mark. Oh, yeah. Yes, you can say I it. just I just <laughs> wanted to make sure this is Mark is going for. I go. love this back to back. Sung JM 28 to one to do two weeks in a row. Both legs of Vegas swing. And you thought Elvis was the king of Las Vegas. No, <laughs> going to be Sung JM. Just the way he's playing, the way he's rolling it. He's confident as all heck. Heck, he's eating Korean barbecue to live stream it. The guy's playing with us. Why not? Yeah. Do we have a guest yeah. pick? Come on. Do you have Do you have a pick for this week? Just give me a this pick. Is the, it's my this wife. Is the best part. Pick the win. Is, we have this. Is the best yeah. moment. Just give me anybody. Justin Rose. Justin Rose playing. <laughs> yes, he, he is. is. He is. Is he? Oh, Justin Rose. Okay. Yeah. That's wow. she always picks Justin Rose. I don't know why. I was gonna say of all the players that she could have picked, I was not expecting Justin Rose. Yeah, she just all she she's she has not 
like she's still living in 2013 Marion Justin Rose and not in 2021 CJ Cup Justin Rose. So he he's he's 50 to one. Good good value. So okay. we've got yeah. an extra pick there. The I uh my wife actually just came in. Do you know who she she said she wants this one? Oh no, hold on. I know this. She is a huge she has a huge crush on somebody. I think it's Sander. Yeah, it is, but she said give me four cases of this. <laughs> Did she really say that? Uh not not this week, but she does say it frequently. <laughs> give, give, give me four cases. And she absolutely loved the fact that uh that Xander was the Ryder Cup post-game MVP with the cigar smoking, walking around. I'm yeah. sure she did. She said, I can only smoke a cigar if I win the Ryder Cup. So that's what I'm so working towards now. Good luck. Uh, we have all the drops in the field this week. Uh, we've got Kevin Na. Do we have that one handy? Kevin Na. How about Ricky Fowler? Ricky Fowler. Do we have any more in there? Those are the only ones we have, right? See, woo, shaking that ass, shaking that ass, shaking that ass. That's the best, That's one. The best one. Mud ball. Mud ball. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, there's, a, there's a comment in the chat, which I think is brilliant. Seb Max. So, so Mark, this is, your, this is your pick to win. What if Sung Jay got 50,000 for every 15 events that he played? <laughs> Would he go for would he go for 45? <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> of course he would. He's got what nice with that new house in Atlanta paid off. I don't know. Maybe he might bring the family over and you know sort them out. That's no, so good. Uh KP, I'm actually a little bit jealous of your pick to win because this is like should also this he was my pick to win last week, and I feel like it's tough to go back to him. Uh but but Victor Hoffman, my God, is he's a freak. Did you see his strokes hand ball striking last week? Yeah, did you see his strokes gained around the green last week? I did, I did, and I was—I'm grateful. I didn't know this, but I'm grateful that you said off the top, these greens are easy. They're big and they're easy. That's what I want to hear for somebody like Hovland, who lost—was it two and a half strokes around the greens every round last week? Yeah, nearly nine in total. Which uh, this is, yeah, this how, is the part- how is how does that even happen? I, I didn't go back and look at yeah. Four holes. So uh, he lost at least a stroke around the greens on four separate holes. I was watching him do it. Um, eight on Thursday, he was in the bunker, left it in the bunker, and then didn't hit a good one out. Um, he got into an awkward spot over 14, the par three on the back. Nobody gets up and down from there. And then he hit like two really bad ones. But it was, he cannot get he cannot get into that trouble here. He can't. He's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think he is too. He's he's hitting a great um he had a good Ryder Cup, even though his record wasn't that good. He played really well. I mean, just the numbers alone, if you can get over how bad he was around those greens last week, it, it's it's extraordinarily easy to envision him winning this week. So 25 to 1, that seemed, you know, if if he if he is good at all around the greens last week. He top tens and I think he's more like 22 or 20 to one. So I, I think there's value there with, with Victor Hovland. Yeah. Even if he loses three strokes around the green last week, I mean, my like, gosh, that's <laughs> so bad. Oh, okay. The moment we've all, okay. Let me recap that Xander for coach and myself. Although I'm jealous of Kyle's pick of uh, Victor Hovland. I'm actually kind of jealous of Mark's Sung JM pick to win. I, I'd be thrilled for all of these guys to, to, to get it done here in Las Vegas. So let's move to the highly anticipated one and done. And this is week number four for us. And luckily for the three at the bottom, you're going to get some money this week because there is no cut. As long as your guy hits a shot, we will get you on the board. So we're going to start with the coach who Mark. How about you trolling, about you trolling the coach on Twitter this afternoon? I know. <laughs> that was good stuff then. I, I know. I know. It's, you know, it's, it's been a rough week for coach. He came in, he changed the whole setup for the one and done and he is Oh, for three, but this week I'm optimistic for him. He's going with Xander Shoffley, Mark. So he is just saying, you know what? Panic. I, it's yeah, panic. Panic, panic time. That's exactly right. Uh, you know what? Uh, I getting back to my observation about the players. I've realized in this thing that you got to look at purses. I just used to look at events, you know, because in the former league I played in, it was about FedEx Cup points. 
<laughs> it, 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 the purses are a big deal. Now, I haven't looked at the purses this week because I I had no real plan because it was a new golf course. But, man, there's some spots next year that Xander will be dandy. So I'm going to hang on to him. I feel like Coach is trying to force the hand a bit. You know who else might be panic buying with zero dollars? Uh, Greg Ducharme in week number four here, Kyle, is rolling out Rory McIlroy. I've heard of him. He's good. Based on what? I wish no he was cut. Here. No cut. Yeah. I mean, the Tour Championship didn't have a cut. BMW didn't have a cut. He just – he he and he wasn't good at the Ryder Cup. Like, I, I don't I don't know – it would be awesome if Rory won. That would be a fun Sunday story to write. But I, I don't know what that is. That seems – I don't know. It, it just, I, I don't. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. I yeah. I was actually, he picking I'm, Rory Sabatini? Oh yeah, maybe it was. So Jacob says the text from Greg did just say Rory. Yeah, it might be the <laughs> other one. <laughs> we should it confirm would be, this. It would be a better pick, I think. I found this week. So this is actually kind of tough because it's it's only week four, but the purse is nine point seven million. It is one of the larger, especially like you know non major, and it's a no cut. So like you would normally want to spend a great player at an event like this, but to do it in event four of forty whatever, I didn't really know what to do. So I don't I don't know if I blame Greg, but I, I this I found this week to be tough. Yeah. I are you we ready for mine or no? Yeah, let's go. You also have zero dollars, so let's get you on the board. <laughs> I went with Hovland because I think you're right. Like you don't want to take uh like Patton Kazire, like I did I don't even know if he's in the field, but like I did last week, because you it is a it's you know, there's only so many of these. But it also feels weird to burn like a DJ or a JT. So I feel like I felt like Hovland was kind of a good middle ground where he's a top twenty guy, but but you might not you might not play Victor Hovland at the Masters in April, where you, you might with JT or DJ. So that's kind of where I landed with that. Plus, I think he's going to win. I hope so. Sia Najad, who has one hundred eight thousand dollars, is going with Tony Finau. Mark, that's normally Tony's a tough guy to figure out where to put him when you start looking at the schedule, because he's certainly in the upper, whatever top 15, but you never feel comfortable using Tony. Do you? I don't know. I, unlike Greg Ducharme, I'm always pretty high on confidence for Tony Fina. Now does he sometimes spill leads? Yeah, but everybody does. I, I don't think there's a bad course to pick Tony Fina and I really don't. And this course where there's, you know, folks, I'm sure he's played there a little bit, you know, he lives close by in Utah. Um, so yeah, I think Finau's a good pick. In fact, I considered him for a while, but there's other spots that I could use Finau for sure. I have 162,000 and, uh, I'm going with Sung JM just because I thought, Hey, best player in the mm. world last Love week. It. I don't know where else to play him. It's not like and I can play him anywhere. Maybe period. He might be the best player in the world. Just full stop, full stop. And I figured, Save some of these, you know, save my horses, but give me a guy who I think can play really well this week. So I'm going with Sung Jae. So I ranked all the guys uh, 25 or younger on Monday that I think have the best chance of getting to number one in the world. Who do you think I ranked number one on that list? Age 25 or younger? Sung Jae. No. Um, I got to start going through these guys. Um, Morikawa. Morikawa. He was one. Who was two? Is it? It's not Sanjay. <laughs> now Sanjay was like fifth or fourth. Gee. Uh, are you gonna? So so hold on. You have to think about what Kyle would do here. So he picked <laughs> Matthew Wolf. <laughs> he probably did. Uh, Wolf was ahead of of Sanjay. Oh lord. Okay. So so Sanjay was. Well, like, he's got he's got he's got more he's got more. Neem, not Neiman. Sanjay. Sanjay is probably a better player. I think Wolf's ceiling is higher than than Sanjay. There's got to be somebody uh, who's... Hovland, Hovland was number two. Oh, Hovland. Jeez, yeah, okay. I love that. So what was it? So it was it was Morikawa, Hovland. Hold on, I got to find it now. I got to... I, I can't I can't leave you with I, just I that. I have it. I have it right here. Um, 
So, oh boy. Gosh, you guys and your SEO. Okay, here we go. Morikawa, Hovland, Burns, Sam Burns. No, that, that no, that that's not the that's not the order. I I did them by uh, world golf ranking, so you have to look uh, at probability at the bottom. So I think it went it went Morikawa, Hovland. I think Wolf was third. Yes. And then Sungjae. Sungjae. We're both Zalatoris and Sungjae. Okay, yeah. Zalatoris and Sungjae. Uh, the same. Like the same probability of reaching number one. Neiman was also 2%. Scotty Scheffler was 1%. Higo less than 1%. Sam Burns 1%, I think is all of them. Yeah. I had Morikawa at 80% and Hovland at, at like 30, I think. 30 or 40. Reaching number one's hard. There's only been, what, 23 guys that have done it? 24, maybe, that have done it? Here we go. Thanks, producer Jacob. What prompted you to write this piece? Uh, wh- your brother did when he said that Sungjae is going to be number one in the world someday. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, as soon Sungjae as that came out of his mouth, Twitter was like, "Let's talk about this." And we it's about it's it. Sungjae's great. It's so hard to get to number, and some of it's luck, right? Like Phil never got to number one, and you just have to get the timing. I mean, Luke Donald got there, and Phil didn't. Martin Keimer got well, Martin Keimer's won a lot, but um yeah, I just I think Sung Jay's a great player. I don't know if he can ever get to number one. I think I think his ceiling is a little bit lower than some of those other guys. Producer Jacob, come on in. Thanks for the finding that article. Uh you are at so whew, look at this. You have you are so far three weeks in. Uh MVP, most improved, whatever you can't be MVP, but you're most improved. Because you were just bottom of the barrel, and now you are in the thick of it. $371,000. Your one-and-done pick for the CJ Cup is? Uh, we're going to go with Justin Thomas. It's it's Jay Wow. You know? So I think we're going to pull it out. Yeah, Jocktober in Atlanta. It's Jay Tober here. So okay. what we what we got, you mentioned it. He's uh, He's got bones on the bag now. A little extra pep in the step for everyone involved. I I think he's going to do it. He loves these limited field events. I mean, we got to we got to bring out a big gun because this is a big boy field. With a one point three million dollar that leaderboard. Yeah. Let me see the leaderboard, please. <laughs> oh my god! I'm the leaderboard watcher. No, Actually, don't he's pull never that been up. First don't don't do that. Do it. This is but like this is up. like. This is like somebody tweeting out the first they're, they're like they're leading a PGA Tour event and tweeting out the leaderboard after round one. Not even it, we're we if we were twenty five after nine holes season, after four yeah. holes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming from you lot, you're panic picking you yeah, with JT and company. Yeah, see how you go chirp all you like. Put up the leaderboard. Let me see it. So it's Mark, one point six million in total. You are obviously very happy about it. How are you going to try to extend your lead this week? I want to say real fast. I, I find it interesting that folks are giving Bones a whole bunch of credits for, to when he's on the JT bag now. Because I've got to give my boy Jimmy Johnson some love. That guy is one of the great caddies of all time. He truly is, and he's seen it all from Nick Price to Steve Stricker to Justin Thomas. Now, Bones is a tremendous caddy, don't get me wrong, but I don't think that that's going to, it's not a separator for Justin Thomas, just for the record, and that's my opinion. And I'll say, uh, because Jimmy Johnson is freaking good. That guy is unreal. He handled JT so well. Um, He's just not as well known, right? Like, he's just not as as famous. So he doesn't, yeah, I'm with you, Mark. Here's Here's a quick story. I caddied for Jimmy Johnson when he was a PGA, well, not a PGA Tour professional, when he was a touring professional. There's a, there's what tying the bow for you. How about that story? Yeah, that's like um, uh, Kevin Bates. What is it? Seven, what's that thing called? Six Seven degrees. degrees of separation or six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. Everyone is, is connected to him. That's, this is your, uh, this is your Kevin Bacon thing. Yeah. How it? old were you? How old was he? <laughs> Well, I he was youngish. He he played in South Africa. Him and his wife Jenny Jennifer were over there, and I was probably nineteen, twenty-ish. You know, I was a good golfer, but not good enough to play. So I figured I'd caddy for a while to try and make some money. 
What's he, like 10 years older than you? That was a lot of while ago. He's probably late 50s, I would say. Okay. Um, Anyhow, back to the leaderboard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm going with Mark Leishman this week for the reasons I gave earlier. Um, Just playing beautifully, putting great, parents are in town, new golf course. You can't really handicap the place. I know a bunch of Vegas guys play there often, but, you know, you've got 70 guys, open field, and the only place I could have seen using Leishman down the way was perhaps in a Byron Nelson or one of those sorts of golf courses. So sign me up for the Aussie who's playing well. I love that we all pick somebody different. Yeah, that doesn't happen often. Six of us have have made different picks. Here they are. Coach went with Xander. Greg went with Rory. One of the Rory's. Kyle went with Victor Hovland. Sia went with Tony Finau. I went with Sung J M. Jacob went with Justin Thomas. And Mark went with Mark Leishman. It is rare that we do that. Yeah. I did consider, Kyle, you'll appreciate this. I did consider Tyrrell Hatton a lot. I really did. I I was. Why? Well, because he played well just a couple of weeks ago, finished, uh, I think, runner-up or third at the BMW, um, played pretty solid at the Ryder Cup, and he finished second or third year, I think it was last year. Again, a different golf course, but apparently he must be comfortable in Vegas. So I thought about Hatton for a while. There you go. Anything else before we get out of here, gentlemen? CJ Cup? They have a great... Um, okay, have you guys had this BB Go? This uh, uh, Korean... I don't know what it is. Oh, it's on their it's on their shirts, right? It's on their sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They got a stand right there. Uh I got like the crispy chicken or whatever. I don't know. It's like a barbecue stand. I don't know if it's like it's more like maybe Korean barbecue. They've like dumplings. Oh no, no. They have dumplings. They have um I don't know, good stuff like that. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable that you're gonna that you're gonna shill a rival meat meat producer on the second episode. We had butcher box. (laughs) Unbelievable. I'm trying to get us that BB Go money. They got big money. <laughs> you just, just have Sungjae send you all his old scripting and you can wear it on the... I would die. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think those guys do? What do you guys think they do? Like, does he have a closet full of just like, brrr, like different color? Like, they got to get rid of that stuff, stuff at some point. Yeah, family members, friends. I mean, but I'm not, I'm not like rolling around Richardson wearing like a NASCAR suit of sponsors. You I mean, I kind of am, right? but yeah, I was gonna say, like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, boys, Mark, when do you, when do you, uh, when do you get out here? I fly early tomorrow morning. I land Vegas around nine 30. I'll go and pick up my credentials from the hotel and straight to the course. So I'm sure I'll bump into you there. Love it. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll be out there. We got this whole thing covered. And we'll be back on Sunday to break it all down. For now, let me thank producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, that's Mark Immelman. You can find him on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman. Kyle Porter, you can find at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.